This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the Mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right now. now, 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 now. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just <laughs> straight up. With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. <laughs> it's the last thing <laughs> On 97.3 The Fan. Yeah, you got Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Happy Thursday, October 5th, 2023. Are you good with that thing? I'm going to throw that thing out the window. The thing on the ground? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just getting down to the groove here. Bro, there's this plastic thing under Ben's chair. It's like the the plexiglass thing. Do you not have one? No, I don't have one. I've got one. Polly's got one. Yeah, it's just to protect the carpet. Yeah, well. Rolling office chairs. It's the rolling thing. But all I hear all show is this. Yeah. Well, you got good. Fred Astero. I like. You pick good music. I tap my toes. He is fired up, ready to go. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime gal. Morning, everybody. Let's get our heads. <laughs> That's what it 
it's like in my head. All I feel day. like I've been on your nerves the last couple of days. Yeah, I was dealing with yeah, some absolutely. computer uh-huh. issues I'd yesterday. Say that's fair. Yep, yep. Toe tapping. Let's put it this way: if this banana was a a, a, a knife, I would throw it at you. <laughs> I'm not usually the person who's on your nerves. Never gets on my nerves. But I've been on your nerves the last couple of days. I've I've sensed it. I really he's, yesterday he's, it bothered me how much I knew I was on your nerves yesterday. It's the the computer saga that still has not ended. No, we figured it out finally this morning. Our okay. Wi-Fi box in our room was down, and it wasn't connecting to the close one. It was connecting like across the building to the wrong Wi-Fi, and that's why I was intermittent yesterday on the computer. But now we should be good to go. How am I supposed to know that the Wi-Fi box in our room is down? You get annoyed at a lot of stuff, Woods. You really do. This is the beginning of the end. I didn't realize this is how it was going to happen. I was thinking we'd have a few more good years before Woods finally got tired so of me. Snapped. But no, I'm, you're not on my nerves anymore. It's good to be able to talk about it openly. This is what we need. This is the transparency the Padres need that they don't have. <laughs> That's a good the point. They That's don't good have point. that. Now, all you have to do is say something. That's it. Now, here's the thing. I I know I get on your nerves too. It's fine. It it happens. We spend more time together. I talk to you more than I talk to my missus. That's a true story. Same with me. Because at the end of the day, after the kids go to bed, I retire into our room, and she's in the kitchen watching Love Is Blind, six hundred pound uh, Polish wedding, and <laughs> I am in my room watching a game, and then she cruises in and she's like, "Night." I'm like, "See you in the morning." And then we talk in the morning. But I have four hours in here. Like, we are, this is, you are truly my work wife. This is not the beginning of the end. So I'm not, not there's nothing you could do as a partner that would make me not want to work with you. I've probably talked to you more than I've talked to anyone else in my entire life. It's when true. When we added up over yeah. the last, because there's not a single day of my marriage I've come close to talking to four hours to my wife. Zero chance. <laughs> there's not a week. I'll go weeks yeah. without talking to my wife for four hours. That just Or happens. anybody else. So, no, it's... You're not it's not on my nerves. My my nerves are a little frayed anyway. Um but it's just like all right, let's let's get the problems fixed and move forward in an amicable manner. And we can do that. We can absolutely do. You got your computer fixed. I did. The saga is over. It is. It's we the, believe so. The thing about Ben that not a lot of people know is I think when you get Eltony, diva-ish, it's bad. It's so rare, though. It's very, I mean, like, maybe once a year bad, but when it happens, it's like, whoa, Shania Twain's here. Like, but, it's it's bad. But you have to understand, and I think you'll appreciate this, yesterday with the problems I was having, I didn't feel like I could do the show to my to your best. top capability. Yes, and the best I really just care about the show, and I want it to feel and sound good and be smooth. And it bothered me, and it was just eating at me yesterday, and I got here, and it was doing the same thing again today, but fortunately, uh, we figured out the issue this morning. And it's so funny, because when we're on the air and something happens, you have an innate ability to push through, and I don't. But when that stuff happens, you have no ability to push through, and it it spirals you. So that's why Ben and I work together well. You're not on my nerves. I love you. I never want to work with anybody else. I can't imagine working with anyone else. (laughs) Um, I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Ryan. He's our executive producer. Fred Astaire, Ben Higgins, Elton John, Shania Twain. (laughs) I just want to announce that Woods is the co-host of this show going forward. (laughs) Man, I'm telling you. 
I am telling you. I out here. Yeah, at least I showed up. I'm on camera. You didn't have any prior travel arrangements today. It's uh, it's half the battle. Uh, Yeah, man, we'll get into the uh, the AJ Preller, whatever that was yesterday. We got thoughts on it, certainly. Um, I I just want to do it here. I don't know. I I really don't want to start talking about it right now at 6.06. I just really, really don't. There's a lot of, of audio um, there's a lot of audio to to parse through, and again, I don't think I don't think there's much new information other than a um, other than a, a, an edict, and then also a door open with a, a crack in the door. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's still a lot of room for interpretation on a lot of this stuff. So, we will get into that. Other than that. Everybody have a good day yesterday. After the show, we all had to race home and go sit down and park in front of the computer and and watch that. Uh, we we were on there along with a lot of San Diego media, uh, certainly watching the uh, the press conference. What'd you think of the the overall tone of it? Uh, well, let's start with just the um, the particulars. I thought AJ's Zoom setup was solid. The lighting was good. I've seen until it, it wasn't. Well, yeah, sure. At the end, it, it the lighting cut out for some reason. But I've seen him much worse. I've seen him in the his head on the bottom of the screen where it didn't work. I was going, okay, at least I can use this on television, possibly because his office has the automatic lights. We have them in this building, yeah. in this yeah. room. If we sit don't, still for long enough, I don't, I don't know how long the timer is. They'll dim. They will turn off. <laughs> and it's happened before when I've been in here and I'm just, I don't move. I've been on. I've Woods been locked fidgets in on too much, so the yeah, lights oh, stay God, on. Never. Probably well, if he never was just working off. here, he could turn the lights off because he's yeah. very still. So AJ mid-sentence, the lights just went completely dark. On so his. funny, dude. <laughs> so funny. What's up? Uh, what'd, you, what'd you think of some of the questions you heard? I laughed very hard at at least three of them. I laughed really hard, too, at some. I think eventually they got to the, the most important questions. Give uh, Bernie Wilson gives some credit, as always. He, uh, he doesn't sugarcoat his questions, and they're very hostile sometimes sounding. but <laughs> They that, were very, very that's, hostile. <laughs> that's, that's how Bernie works, and, Bernie. and it has to be done at some point. I but, you know, you do have to start with the particulars and the basics. And, you know, a press conference is not designed to be something for necessarily live public consumption. We put them on occasionally, but they really are a tool where reporters are going to have to ask some kind of basic, you know, just establish questions of the particulars that are not designed for probing answers. They're designed for informative answers. And, you know, you, it tends to, you know get a little boring a little bit during those news conferences for sure, but that's to be expected. Do you, I go, I wrestle back and forth with this thing with AJ Preller. It's hard for me because I mean, I got five years in sports radio. I have asked definitely some softball questions in my life. Uh, but I think I've also asked some tough questions and I just, it's hard for me. There was a point, and just this is me nude in front of you guys in our audience. There, as I was sitting there, going, "Do I have to do something? Now? Like, do I have to do something?" And it, I didn't like that feeling. Like, do I want to get the ooh, good question? No, that's a, that's how you hold his feet to the fire deal. So I did. I was going through a little bit of that. Then the other part of it is, 
I, I know who my subject is. I know who my subject is. I, kn- I know it's not going to get answered in the way I want it. I know it's yeah, not going to get. Have you gotten any mandates from ownership about not meddling in Bob's job <laughs> if that was indeed an issue? Freaking, freaking Bernie. <laughs> Good old Bernie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know who I'm talking to. It's almost this thing of like, what am I wasting my time for? Just to do it, just to like, I'm so mad and like, it, you know what I mean? Like, I know, I know he's not, I know who I'm talking to. Well, I to. mean, what would it be like if, you know, with Bill Belichick? It's pointless almost. It's literally, that's, that's, we're entering the realm of, of, you know, I, when I asked him three months ago on AJ Preller on our radio station, hey, so I I can't remember what the question was, but it was like, are you manage are you general managing for your job right now? Like I asked Bob the same question yesterday or, or last week or whatever. Do you feel like you're gonna be out of a job soon? And he's like, I you know, Cincinnati has a really good average with runners and scoring positions. And I go, This is I just wasted my time. I wasted my time, our audience's time. As they do every week with Bill Belichick. But I don't want to... Well, Bill Belichick's won 15 Super Bowls. Right. That's the difference for me. You know what I mean? Like, that's the... Bill Belichick's a little bit kind of earned that right. So as I'm sitting there yesterday, and I'm, I'm listening to everyone doing their thing, and I just go, oh, God. Now, if we have him on tomorrow, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hammer him. Of course. I'm going to hammer him, and I know exactly how I'm going to start. Because... He said something in his very first, in his very first um, little speech that I went, "Bing, got you, I got you, like I got you, you're done for," you know. But I didn't want to ask it then. I want to wait till we get him. And and allegedly something's happening tomorrow. We don't know who it's going to be, but we're going to get somebody from from the Padres. Hopefully, AJ Preller. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't need to be a heavyweight fight. It's like I've been saying for the last week. We've been asking our audience, well. You know, what are you going to do if they bring back A.J. Preller and Bob Melvin, which, based on the uh, press conference yesterday, they, they're going to. And I said to the fans, and I'm not trying to be mean about this, you don't have a choice. You just f- eat what they feed you, or you don't consume the product. That's it. You walk into that restaurant, and they say, this is the, this is the meal. And you say... Sounds good. Give me my spoon, and I'll slop it up. Or you say, I'm not eating here, and you walk out the door. Those are your only options as a fan. You're, you're left a little bit helpless. Um, if you want change and this guy needs to go and that guy needs to go, you don't really have a choice. So you're going you're gonna to eat what they give you. I think, I think you're, you're not wrong. But ultimately, I don't, as a fan... I don't care if it's the most dysfunctional organization on the planet, that it's the worst place to work. Everybody hates themselves, hates each other behind closed doors. If they're winning, don't care in the least. No, really, really don't even fan. care. So the only reason you care, you, the only reason you care about a news conference, even as a fan, is because you feel like maybe it's contributing them to them not winning. And if they were winning... You would have no problem with AJ's, you know, non-answers and mumbling through a news conference. You'd have no problem with reports that Bob and AJ aren't really getting along. If the Padres were in the playoffs right now and you were hearing reports that Bob and AJ aren't getting along, say, well, seems to be working for them. Yeah, working that's, on the that, field. That's all you'd say. It's it's really all you care about is whether they win or not. And the the question is whether the 
you know, what's going on behind the scenes at Petco Park is actually impacting the performance on the field or not. Hurting the overall product, hurting the ability to go out and win baseball games. And I think that's a a complicated question. It's not not simply, well, yeah, there's dysfunction, so they're they're losing. There's been plenty of teams in history that haven't... Haven't gotten along. Teammates haven't gotten along. Ben hates me right now, and we're still going to do a great show today. (laughs) So, you know, it's a a more complicated question than simply, hey, you got to fix this. They could fix it and be, they could be on the same page. Everyone could love each other. They could have each other's backs in that dugout. They could lose 100 100 games. games. Yeah. And you wouldn't be happy. You wouldn't. You wouldn't go well. At least they fixed the culture problem at Petco Park. They You're may right. be the worst team in the National League, but they fixed that darn culture problem. You don't care. Well, you want them to win. And you look at what the Phillies are doing. And we'll get into the Major League Baseball playoffs. And there's a sweet spot that they've hit right now. The players absolutely love each other. They love the fans. The fans love the players. The owner last night yep. out throwing baseballs. Guess to- what? So do the Marlins players, yeah. and so does the Marlins manager. They've got a great culture from everything that we've heard. Yep, and they got bodied sure. out of the first two. You know, but that's what I'm talking about the, the the sweet spot. They got the talent. They've got the 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 all of the thing. What did they call it in Jerry Maguire? The Quan. They have the Quan. They've got it all. They got the love. It's a family motto. They got the talent. They got the money. They got the owner. They got the ballpark. They got the atmosphere. If you're the Braves right now, you're crapping in your diaper. <laughs> you're absolutely going, oh, my God, we need to win our We need to win our home games. We have home field advantage. We cannot lose at home. We cannot drop one game to these guys or we're dead. It will be the definition of a road atmosphere. No question about it. So, um, yeah, we're going to get into all of this. Um, and, and like I said, Let's break it down. We may have a chance to talk to AJ ourselves tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just. Good morning, it could be Bob. Who knows? It could be Bob. Yeah, it could be Bob. But I, I just, look, I, did anyone raise your hand if you walked out of that, that Zoom meeting feeling, okay, I feel better about the direction of the team. I'm good. I feel much, much better. I didn't feel that way. This isn't performative media stuff either. I don't feel, I still am not 100% sure that the door wasn't left open for Bob Melvin to go take another job either. I texted you guys that yesterday. I still have that weird, uneasy feeling. I didn't get the 100% vote of confidence. And it's weird when you can't ask the manager because, well, he's not there. So that was weird to me. So we'll get into all of that. Let's try to let's try to have some fun today. Yes, My Lord. I agree with that. Good Lord. <laughs> We can try. At like least. a fart symphony or something. I need uh, something we'll, we'll, to make me we'll laugh. We'll play some of the key audio. You probably... <laughs> That's better. That's better. I do feel better. We'll play some of the key audio. Is that the key audio that right there? That was the key audio. Uh, from the news conference yesterday. I'm sure you've heard some of it or all of it at this point, but we'll give you our takes on it. Uh, plus, everything else we like to do, it is Thursday. You know, Sarah, Smart Baseball Thursday will join us at 835 before that. We've got Take on Woods, Don't Do This. We've got Real or Fake, actually, today, because it's a throwback Thursday instead of Take on Woods. And our Daily Diddy theme, Artists Who Met an Untimely Demise. Oh, i got a good one. Back to Woods on a Thursday here. We'll get to that. Coming up next, Ben and Woods, let's check traffic with Kelly Danik and return on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
31, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Great, dearly departed Jeff Buckley passed away. Benjamin had written a and and put out a really brilliant album called Grace, and uh, then finished his second record. Went down to the shore, the banks of the Mississippi River, stone cold sober, jumped in for a swim, and was pulled under and died. And it was just brutal, <sighs> brutal, very very sad. One of my favorite voices of all time, Jeff Buckley, and uh, that song is "I Woke Up in a Strange Place." I did not wake up in a strange place. I woke up in the place that I always wake up. Feels good. To strange do mood. Maybe, I but. did wake up in a strange mood. I've been in a strange mood all week long, and I hate it. I hate the negativity. It's not who I am really as a person. Well, it's not. It's who I'm trying not to be. I don't want to be the guy. I was so positive about our, our beloved baseball team last season, fighting people like, shut up, dude. They're going to make a run. I know it. I could feel it in my bones. They were going to make a run. I felt like we could beat the Mets. I felt like we could beat the Dodgers. I felt like we could beat the Phillies. I really did. I, I believed hardcore in this team. And uh, 2023 was a different story. And I just have to be completely honest. I'm nervous as hell for 2024, even though I don't know anything. And I don't know what the budget's going to look like, who the players are going to be. I just know that there's a lot of work to do. And uh, I just wonder, I wonder if the right people are here to to rebuild this, this scene again uh, here for the San Diego Potters. I'm going to try not to live in Pity City, but I've been... I've been renting an Airbnb in Pity City for like six months, so I'm my kind of already. I get my mail here in Pity City already. My packages are coming here. I'm living here. I'm I'm pretty much living here without paying taxes. Paying taxes. In I'm, Pity City. I haven't I haven't changed my address formally from San Diego to Pity City, California. But I'm I've established residency, I think, in Pity City, and I hate it. In the I next w- election, will you be voting in Pity City? Yes, or, okay. I, that's the thing. That's the thing. I don't know where I, I'm going to get my voter registration sent to. We're going to um, spend the first part of our show kind of breaking down our thoughts on what AJ had to say yesterday. So if you missed it at all, uh, he started with the first uh, about three to four minutes uh, with a statement. No questions yet, just kind of announcing 
a couple of things. His thoughts on the season. Uh, mentioned that uh, you know Bob Melvin was going to remain as manager going forward of the Padres, but I think there was one one bite in particular. You just alluded to it in our last segment that caught your attention. Uh, me as well. I played it in uh, on funny, one of our newscasts last night. We did not even talk about yeah, that the specific <laughs> the specific cut. It was a gotcha moment for me. It's interesting. I I had a I had a different take on it, but let's uh, let's play uh, some of the early AJ comments here from yesterday didn't play the baseball that we thought we were capable of uh, from the starting point of the season. Um, And I think personally for myself, you know, it feels like a lost and missed opportunity. Um, It's not every year as a general manager that you can honestly uh, look up at the start of the season and feel like, Hey, if we got a few breaks uh, that we could hoist the world series trophy. And and I felt that way at the start of this year. Um, I think everybody has their own, you know, kind of fluky stat or unlucky story from this year. Uh, but I'm a su- subscriber to the belief that, uh, you know, you are what your record uh, says you are. And ultimately, we're, we're not playing baseball right now in October. That's the part that got me. That's the one where I went, oh, really? You you are what your record says you are. So I, I you know, didn't take long. Pull a couple of numbers. And since 2015, A.J. Preller's first full season as the uh, GM, 636 and 720. Um, that's not good. That's not good. And, and that's, this is going into, this will be his 10th season. Uh, he will be back baseball ops and general manager. So if you are as a team, what your record says you are, then aren't you as a general manager, what your record says you are? And I thought that, that it, was, I thought that was his point that, that I have not done a very good job hmm. as general manager is what he was saying right there. And that was my favorite part of the press conference that he actually acknowledged. Didn't try to make any excuses. He just said, we have not gotten the job done. I'm not going to blame anyone else other than us inside this building for what our failings were this year. And I thought that was, I thought that was the most accountability we heard from really anyone all season long. That was the most, but see, it's weird because I living in pity city and negative town, I looked at it like, you know, you are what your record says you are, and uh, you know, I, all I heard was platitudes that you know we'll, we'll do better. And I, I, forgive me if I'm not rebuying in again just yet. Right? You can get me. You can still get me hardcore for 2024. Oh, 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 we'll get to the rest of the news conference, which was for me highly disappointing. But that to me was actually a, a good moment. I saw another person say that too. I don't know. I, I the way I looked at it was okay. Well, if you are what your record says you are, then then you're a below, well below five hundred general manager, and that's that's part of the problem. And then later, when people were asking him, hey, you know, what do you need to, what do you need, what do you need to do? And then it was just kind of talking in circles for the next thirty five, forty minutes. I shut it off towards the end. Um, it, it was it was kind of a waste of my time. It really was. All right, we'll, we'll get into some of the other comments that AJ made and why we really don't have much more clarity on on the future of the San Diego Padres than we did. Usually those news conferences are, are designed to provide at least some clarity. <laughs> Got very little from yesterday's news conference other than... You, you say accountability, but I never heard one time. It's on me, man. It's my fault. It's on me. I did that. 
I am I am I am the only person responsible for this team. Well, I don't think he believes he's the only person responsible. <laughs> I think he believes it's a team effort and everybody <laughs> including him in the building is responsible. So, I mean that's that's how he always talks. He yeah. always says it's it's collaborative. Hey, every voice in the room is important. We listen to everyone, all the ideas. So, that's that's how AJ speaks and we heard more of that from him yesterday. We'll get into some of those comments coming up next uh, with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. would have done a hundred percent without question if I was hosting that press conference yesterday or even if I was advising AJ Preller that he failed to do in my mind I will tell you what that is coming up I'll guess I'm Ben Woods appear on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline save money the right way with premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet find new roads have more of our breakdown of yesterday's discussion with the general manager and president of baseball operations of the Padres right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. From the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad, Center, part of the premier auto family, here's Kelly Danik. It looks like double trouble out of the South Bay, northbound side of the 5 before L Street. Crash has been cleared into the center divide up ahead before East Street. Another crash in the center divide. This one involves a motorcycle. Watch out for some debris in the fast lane. Still clearing an accident on the Coronado Bridge heading over to the island about mid-span. Car and motorcycle involved in that one. They're moving that out of the right lane. I'm Kelly Danik with Fennenwood, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3, the fan. So there was one overriding question whether you you thought the good there were good questions bad questions mix of both from the the San Diego media if you were listening in live here on 973 the fan yesterday well there was there was one thing that everybody wanted to know in San Diego like 97 like on the radio yeah, on, on the, the radio. actual radio yeah. yeah we had it live for you on the radio on there. the on the transistor radio yeah. the fm dial there was one thing that's about it that's i think beyond anything else that everybody wanted to know and it was going to be, all right, well, what changes are going to happen? Woods, as you like to say, if nothing, you don't, changes. If nothing changes, nothing changes, nothing changes. So what, you know, where are you going to start those changes? And, of course, that was one of the questions asked of A.J. Preller yesterday. Yeah, I mean, obviously every year is different with the roster, you know, so I think we, we've, we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that here over the next couple of weeks, free agency trades, everything, you know, everything from that standpoint. I think we'll, we'll, we'll look back and, you know, hey, like, I think some of the things that me and Bob already have talked about, how well did we handle the expectations, um, you know, talk about, you know, our ability to, to perform when it mattered most, kind of high leverage situations. Um, you know, I think, again, like the, you know, uh, you know, looking from an offensive standpoint, um, you know, we, as the year got on, we, we got better, but ability to handle right-hand pitching, um, you know, creating a deep and talented bullpen and, and a deep pitching staff, those are all different things that we'll, We'll continue to talk about, um, you know, and I think things that are going to have to be better, like going forward. Um, but I, I think the, the flip of it is we've got some really talented players here, you know, and we've got a core group of, of players that have done a ton of winning. 
um, you know, both here in San Diego and, and, and on other teams. I think it's a good place to start, like moving forward. But I think we'll, you know, we're in that process now over the course of the next few weeks and months where we'll evaluate our team, kind of look at some of those things I just mentioned and say, all right, how do we, how do we get that going better from, a, from, from, you know, from, from a, you know, from a roster standpoint, from a, you know, performance standpoint. I think if we can nail a few of those things, we're going to be a pretty good spot next year. All right. I'm a fair minded person. Wouldn't you say that was very probably more than, more than most. Yeah. Way more than me. So I, I think I understand that they're not going to have every answer today to everything they're going to do. We're three days into the offseason, and I would hope that there would be a methodical analysis of things that you can do better. And I was not expecting a comprehensive overall, you know, 97 point plan on ways we're changing our our personnel and infrastructure. And I knew, you know, we weren't going to find out what moves they were going to make on the roster. I totally understand that. I'm not an unreasonable person. But if I was advising A.J. Preller, I would have told him, come into this Zoom with at least one very specific thing that you want to change. Not, not. He went through a list of things the Padres need to improve on. Guess what? Every team has a list of things. Hit, hitting against right-handed pitching. Fine. Every team can go through at the end of the season and find a list of things that you need to improve on. That's not what we were all interested in hearing about. We wanted to know about how you go about making those improvements. The decision-making, the culture, the processes that you go through that have been called into question pretty strongly over the last you know month in in pieces that have been written from comments inside and outside the organization about the way you do things and i would have come at least with something very specific and introspective about how we were going to really attack some of the things that people have said that we are not doing well in our organization and that's what i didn't hear yesterday that I felt disappointed in the most. I heard what, what would that answer I heard, have I heard nothing like? but we're gonna continue to look into ways that we can get better. Right. Guess what guess what team also does that? Every other team. The Royals. Every other team at the end of a season will look into ways that they can be better. Now, that's the A's not an, may not, but I think every uh, twenty nine of the other teams that's may not do that. an answer. That if you're not that's the baseline. That's the baseline for being a, a sports team. Oh good. You're going to look into ways you can be better this offseason. <laughs> Fantastic. I am I am well rested Oof. and assured that we're on the right path now. Oh, last year you thought, "Man, nah, we don't want to we don't want to look into ways we can be better." But this year you're going to do that. No, you've done that every year. Every team does that every year. I was hoping there might be something a little more specific. You know, just just you know, you've been thinking about over the last month after Hearing some of these things. We're going to retool our hitting lab. We're going to invest in technology. Yes. We are going to do this. We are going to do that. You know, whatever it may be. I mean, they are truly running it back. They are literally just running it back. With, we, we talked about it over the last couple of weeks as a possibility, but we kind of really all felt like the, something would change. The, the and it still may. It still it may. may. It, yeah. I mean, he's he basically said... Um, you know, he's not going to comment on he's not going to comment on staff and things right contracts. now, contracts that are up and contracts that that are you know whatever. I, I and that's I, very typical of AJ Preller. Right, it's and, always and, been the way. And, 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 and I understand most, that. That's yeah. that's okay. But I, I thought the closest he came to 
acknowledging the possibility of a change was when he discussed hiring a general manager. And I think a lot of people rolled their eyes and go, well, I mean, if he's working for AJ, what what change is that? If you're just hiring someone who then reports to you and you make the final decisions, is that really going to change anything? I would argue that if you make a smart hire of a general manager under AJ Preller, even if it's still ultimately AJ's call and AJ's decision, it's not as though AJ makes every bad decision every single time. He's made a lot of good decisions sure. while he's been general 100%. manager of the Padres no, as well. No question. But if you hire someone who who might be a better interface with the clubhouse that puts a layer between you and Bob, and Bob Melvin that that handles the communications a little bit better, that gives a little better press conference perhaps than you do, and you don't have to do it quite as often and always be the mouthpiece for the organization. <laughs> That that could that could legitimately be something that could benefit the San Diego Padres, and he did acknowledge that that is something that has been talked about and discussed. I would say, do more discussing of that, and then actually go ahead and go ahead and do that. Go ahead. It's been on the table that we've talked about, and you know, throughout different points last off season and this year. Um, and again, I think the biggest thing for myself conversations I'll have with you know with uh, continue to have with Peter. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, we just want to have as, you know, as good a team, as good a leadership team as you can have. And, and I feel good about the current group. Um, you know, but I also always going to be open if we can add somebody in, in place that, uh, somebody brings different experiences to the team, uh, that can help us, uh, you know, perform better on the field and, you know, give us, give us some different perspectives. I'll always be open to that. And I think that's something, again, as we get into the off season, you know, adding to or, you know, having some different skill sets and people that uh, that contribute. I think we'll we'll continue having those conversations uh, as we get into the next couple of months. All right, I, I like that, and not I'm not talking about you know hiring an out of the box rugby coach from New Zealand. I'm talking Crikey. I'm talking about bringing in you know a solid someone from a different organization. I you know, not promoting one of. Not promoting one of the people who's always, and I understand that that probably would feel unfair to. I am the new GM <laughs> to other people. I'm talking about bringing someone with a different perspective who's worked in a successful, you know, another franchise that's done things well recently that is due for a promotion that you can put in maybe as a general manager under AJ Preller. I like be that awesome. idea. I think it would be awesome. Yeah. And, and again, you know, another. Another voice in the room, somebody that's done it, somebody that can challenge, you know, AJ, check AJ. Everyone needs to be checked. Everybody's got to be checked from time to time. No one can just run rampant and, and do whatever they want. Everybody's got somebody to report to. Even me. I have to report to Adam, and I get my hand slapped by him all the time for good reason. All right? But without him, where would I be without him? Nude in here on this stream right now, right? <laughs> bottle of whiskey next to me like <laughs> edibles the whole bit like that's where i'd be without a boss so i think it's a good thing and i i think it would speak volumes about your commitment to winning i really do i think if you say you know what yeah i'm i'm let me focus on this and let me have somebody else to like you said be the interface be do the press conferences come on the show whatever it may be um, and, and answer questions as honestly as they can. But I understand, too, I, I, this is not an indictment on A.J. Preller or really any GM, because if you're a GM, you <laughs> day three of the offseason, you don't come on, hold up your cards and turn them around to the camera and go, look what we got. These are our aces in the hole. This is what we're going to do. I understand being, go- understand being vague. It's kind of part of the of gig. It's, kinda, of it's part of the gig. Yeah. So, I, you know, there's not a general manager around 
that's going to to give you everything you want. No. No, everyone has strengths and weaknesses, as does AJ. Strengths, you know, talent evaluation, working hard, the, the scouting department he's put together, weaknesses, communication skills. You can hear that when he's at a press conference. You can hear that when he does radio interviews. And I'm sure that that players and coaches, you know, hear it as well. It's not that he's unlikable. I like AJ. But his communication skills, he's... He's sometimes hard to, you know, he's muddled and hard to understand a bit when when he's trying to communicate something. It's not his strong point. I don't think you have to be a great communicator to be a general manager. Now, if he was the manager of the team, you go, this is this is the wrong role for yeah, you. This, this is not the right not thing the right, for you. Right a GM doesn't necessarily, a lot of GMs, you don't hear from much at all. Correct. And, and maybe that's the kind of GM that AJ really needs to be. But when you're both president of baseball operations and GM. You've got to be out there. And by the way, you... You run your organization where you don't really want other people speaking for the team, which is that's absolutely which is true. fine. That, yeah. That's okay, but that leaves it all on you. <laughs> then you kind of have to be a better communicator than what AJ has shown himself to be. But there are other ways to do this. Like I said, you could hire a GM who is a good communicator and an interface. You could uh, perhaps you know push forward other members of your organization that do that well, while you focus on the things that you do well. I. I don't come up with the bits for the show, generally. You know why? Not that good at it. It's true. Woods is much better at it, so <laughs> you know he focuses on that portion of the show, and we we try to you know do the things that we do well to make the to team successful. Yeah. Play to our strengths. Play to our strengths, and that's what I think AJ really going forward should play to his strengths a little bit more, and you know take off from his plate some of the things where he's not as strong. Yeah, you know, it's the it's the umpire uh it's the umpire argument that I like to make all the time too. Umpires if they got upset about robot umps, they would think that they were doing something wrong. If I was a professional umpire, I would say, "Please God, take this off my plate. Take the worst part of my job." Everybody has a job. There are things in everyone's job that you absolutely loathe doing, but it's a part of the gig. The rest of it's pretty good, but you have to do X. If you're a home plate umpire and they're like, hey, we're going to bring in robots, challenge system, the whole bit. If I'm an umpire, I'm like, good, good. That way I don't have Skip Schumacher screaming at me. I don't have Dave Roberts pouting at me. I don't have Bob Melvin looking at me like I'm an idiot. Yeah, your it's pay not is going to remain me, the same. I, We're I just going to take that off Take that plate. off your plate. I think we, we all have a little bit of that insecurity that if we admit that we're not good at a part of our job, then people start to wonder, well, why do – why do we need that person to begin with? Hey, if umpires aren't sure, hey, if we can do robot umpires, maybe we can fully ro- ro- you know, f- make fully robot r- robot umpires, sure. and we don't need them at all. And then you're out of a job. And but you got to be you got to be confident in what you do well, and you got to be confident in acknowledging when you don't do something well. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. One more before we go, Paulie. Let's do the uh, let's do number four. How do you address the depth? with a lower payroll, allegedly, in 2024. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there's, you know, again, I think from the, you, we always try, you know, from from the team. It's uh, you've got to have, like, really, if you're going to win a World Series, you need to have, you know, supremely talented players and a lot of them. So, I mean, I don't think there's anything different from a team build standpoint. We didn't build the team saying, hey, we're, we're looking to have, you know, four superstar players and, you know, that's it. I mean, I think from from our standpoint, we look up and, you know, you look at a Hassan Kim, um, you know, what he did, guys like, you know, guys like like Cronenworth and, and Grisham, guys like Campusano and his development, Gary Sanchez. 
Um, you know, I, I think like, you know, one through one through nine, there's a, you know, we, we feel like we have a good team and there's a lot of different ways to build it. There's teams playing in October right now that, you know, if you look at production from players nine through 13 on their roster, you know, is very minimal, but the top four or five guys perform very well. There's other teams that one through 13 have a, you know, have a, have a pretty good equal balance and blend. So there's no one way to get there. Every year is a little bit different. I think for us, like, you know, this year we didn't, we didn't get there, you know, and I think next year is going to be a different year, different team, different players. Um, you know, I think we, we feel confident that from a farm system standpoint, we've got, you know, a, a group that uh, now getting to double A in the upper levels that is going to be able to help us and provide some more of that depth component. Um, but yeah, I think like, honestly, I, I think it's, it's no different every year when we go into the off season, building a quality roster with, with a lot of different answers and possibilities and options for Bob and his staff. And that involves depth and also some some impactful players that perform at their highest uh, their highest level. No, I'll tell you what, man. It, you know the playoffs so far. The first day I was excited because it was the playoffs. Yesterday's games were eh, meh. Everybody swept, and we're going to get into the, the Major League Baseball playoffs. So there's no baseball today, no baseball tomorrow. Really well done, Rob. Uh, the way you scheduled that, really, really solid. Um, now you have to go up against college football and the NFL. It's smart, really, really smart. Um, so now you have two full days without baseball. Have you guys been watching the relief core of pretty much every team that moved on? Staggering. Pretty damn good. Staggering. Like the arms, I'm salivating <laughs> over some of the guys in the D-backs bullpen, some of the guys in the Phillies bullpen. And you look at that and go, hmm, where's that? Where's even close to that? That's why I'm in Pity City. I just can't wrap my head around that running it back is going to be the best thing for this team. Let's go through some of those performances yesterday in the wild card round. We'll get back to more AJ sound as well. And it'll be time for some real or fake when we come back. That was a quick first hour. Hour number two of Ben and Woods next here on 97 Through the Fan. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 